Sear. Hi. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> gotcha. You didn't even do a sound check? No, I didn't. Because I, well, I listened to you. I did the sound check without telling you it was a sound check. I know. I'm sneaky. I'm sneaky and crafty. We were talking about Escape the Pina Colada song. And I was wondering if the people in that song are dead. <laughs> and then I said, God, I hope so. I wouldn't wish this last year on anyone. I know. that's Because they found happiness. They did find happiness after they were going to be creeps who were cheating on each other. Which I maybe... That's what I'm saying. Like, they could have had a more open relationship than we know. No, but they... But they here's the thing though because they had to be sneaky. They were not yeah. communicating with each other. Instead, they're taking out personal ads. Yeah, it it worked out somehow. I mean, they were just chill. You know what? It, I think they were just like chill people. Well, I don't think so. I here's what I think it was because they laughed at about it because they were confronted with their own ugliness. What could they do? <laughs> this is too existentially dark. Can you imagine if we were, if we did the same thing, right? And then we show up at the location, we're like, you were going to cheat on me. I was going to cheat on you. I didn't know you. I didn't know you were bored enough to cheat. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then I was like, wow, I never would have pegged you for a pina colada drinker. <laughs> That that came out of nowhere. What would be what's so funny is <laughs> in the ad that she puts in the paper. Yeah. It lists all these things that he likes. Uh-huh. So you would think, wait a minute. You know who else also likes all these things? My old lady. But I think the whole point was that they didn't know that the other person they they were so they were so out of touch they didn't know their favorite drinks yeah they were so <laughs> self-absorbed they were always looking like the grass was always greener mm-hmm. and they were not looking at what was right in front of them mm-hmm. that they had all these commonalities but they they should have said to each other hey i feel like we're in a rut that's they the should fir- the, fir- they the definitely first should've. move is the nuclear option <laughs> It was, I guess, at like the set, the late seventies. That's yeah. how that's how people did things. Yeah, early eighties, I think. Early, early so 80s. they weren't like couples therapy just started ramping and up. Listen, if you're younger, you don't know, but this is how we communicated with each other. <laughs> it was through. This is pre Craigslist. You would go to a marriage counselor, and the marriage counselor would say, "Have you tried putting a, a personal ad? Have in you newspaper? tried ask, asking your partner if they like some of the things that you like?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we've gotten away from the basics. Like, okay, what do you like? <laughs> okay, what do you like? Well, ladies and gents. Welcome well, to Stay F. Homekins. Welcome to Stay F. Homekins, that pandemical podcast <laughs> from the pandemic that you know and love. Just kidding. No one loves it. What if we start loving it? Then it's that's Stockholm Syndrome. With the pandemic, yeah. Yeah. That's we not. We don't love it. Nobody loves it. It's, Nobody does. We don't. Nobody does except the coronavirus itself. <laughs> Loves it. Getting stronger, getting stronger all the time. Yeah. Growing its superpowers, getting extra spiky, getting extra <laughs> spiky and just, you know, just, just, just bearing in there, just cooling it on. It's spikier and spikier by the day. I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. He's a comedian. She's an actress. Together we're the Tompkinses, but we're the Homekinses on this. For your for these for these for purposes, we're the Homekins. Only. We did that last week, I think. For your eyes only? Yeah. What? I think that came out in like a, you know, stream of conscious. 
I don't yes, remember that it was at me. all. I think I did it. You sang for your eyes only? I think so. Because we said it's for your whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I, listen, here's the thing. This is our first fight. I'm going to repeat everything that has preceded this episode because I have nothing else. Do you know what people in my are, life? Some people have been taking us to task on Freedom, my, a podcast that I uh, co-host with two friends of mine uh-huh. that we've been doing for a while, and that we're repeating some stories that we've. Are told. you really? Yeah. And they got mad about it. They didn't get mad about it, but they were like, "What are they doing?" But it's like, look, nobody's having a life right now. <laughs> I am personally, as a as a person, and I bet others can relate to this. I tend to be enlivened by interactions with other humans, mm-hmm. and that has gone away. So that so I'm literally like running on fumes right now. Yeah, man. So yeah, man. We might recycle a story. We might recycle a a stream of consciousness moment. We might not realize that we're talking about a thing that we've talked about before. Why is my voice like this? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was like <laughs> Froggy. Remember Froggy from, from Little Rascals? From Little Rascals. Or our gang, if you will. I just remember him as Little Rascals, little rascals right? They were always Little, little Rascals. Little Rascals. Little Rascals, yeah. Froggy was kind of my favorite. Because of thought, his crazy voice? I thought it was funny. Froggy. I thought it was funny. Uh, was that a thing that he was affecting? Or yeah, it had that- to be, right? I hope so. And I bet we ruined this child's voice into his adult. Like he probably had like vocal notes. All those kids were were ruined. (laughs) They were like smoking on the, (laughs) in the off break. They were like driving. Rolling their own cigarettes. (laughs) They're driving a car in that show. (laughs) They are. In those movies. I I just thought it was cute when I was little, but Mm. I don't know. I can't remember it. I don't remember it very well. I remember just little scraps of the Little Rascals. It was not my favorite. I, it wasn't I, my favorite, but it amused me at the mo- in the moment when there, Froggy would say something that was amusing. Yeah, there there was something about those old, those really old movies that they were filled with silence. You know, yes, there would be like they would do some physical gag, like <clears throat> the kids would be building something or. Something would be sneaking up on them or whatever. So there'd be like long silence with just like the pops of the film or whatever. The pace of stuff was different then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you? And there was something that was unsettling about that to me as a kid. How did you feel about how they sexualized Darla (laughs) prematurely? (laughs) Honey, it was ever thus. You can draw a straight line from that to John Benet Ramsey case. Sure. Yeah. Straight line, right from Darla. Kind of. I mean, Shirley right Temple, to, you know, like this idea of... Britney, framing Britney Spears. Yeah. These, this idea of cute little girls who are like sassy Why don't you and, come up and see me sometime? <laughs> Why don't you come up and see me in my room? In sometime. my parents' house. All right. I've got... I'm free after school today, mister. I just graduated to a big girl bed. <laughs> This no is, railing. This is very disturbing. This it's not line. Good. It's not good. <laughs> this line of cards. Let's mix it up. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking my weekend water. I got my weekend water. Yeah. So does Paul. Yeah. We're just what hanging Paul, out. That's Paul's water. I forgot to that's take That's basically the Paul's water. <laughs> the fuck? 
What's your this? after five water. That's come on. <laughs> no, you've been pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Man, I'm trying. It's a struggle out listen, here. Listen, in these, in these in these days with the vaccine oh, on the horizon. Waiting our turn. Waiting our turn. Oh, that was the big news this week. We got. We were duped. We were yes. duped this week. The big news in LA. <laughs> oh, are you okay? I'm fine. Yeah, it's not COVID. He had something in his throat. Yeah. Um, there was like this kind of scam happening mm-hmm. where this text message was going around saying, <laughs> hey, I know it doesn't sound logical. <laughs> And every fiber of your being is going to resist this idea, but you should ignore it. But the vaccine, they need people, they need anyone to take this vaccine and you can go to this place and take this vaccine. Yeah. And we were like, what? It's not our turn yet, but this sounds interesting. So we clicked on the link. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds interesting. Because I'm like, this can't be real. This is like a spam thing. Yeah. Even though it came from people I knew. And it wasn't asking but for it any came from information. Other people. Yeah. And so we clicked on this link and I'm like, okay, as soon as we enter our age and our occupation and that we're not, you know, we don't have an underlying. We don't deserve it. <laughs> condition. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing we can say, say that proves like, we deserve this ahead of anyone else. It's going to, a page is going to splash up and say, you. Intruder. It's, it's not your turn. <laughs> yeah. You dumb fuck. Sit down, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Wait your turn, you dumb fuck. And so it didn't. We went all the way through. And now I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe we're part of this this new site. They're testing. We're helping out. We're helping out. And then like 10 minutes later, my friend says, hey, my friend called us bullshit. <laughs> and these appointments are actually meant for a specific group of people. Who are underserved. Who are underserved and in the category. And then there was this huge article in the LA Times. It was embarrassing. So we like canceled, of course, but I was like, how could I have fallen for such a, how could I have fallen for that? It felt, I felt like gullible. Yeah. Well, it's because you want it to be, you know, we, we want this to be over so badly, but you know, you don't want to jump the line and you know, like. It was, that was, that was really weird because there was that, there was that feeling where it's like, this seems legit. Yeah. This seems legit. And oh my God, we could actually get the vaccine maybe. Early. Yeah. I can't believe we made it through. We got appointments and everything. Sure. But it, there wasn't in the back of your mind. It was like, this is too good to be true. And it angered me when I read all the articles that came out subsequently about it because it was, Somewhere early in the chain, obviously, leaked these links, yeah. these specialized links. Yeah. And it shouldn't have gotten viral and gone around like that. <laughs> viral. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> but then it's like, how could they not? How? And then I read an article today because um, the LA Times is all over this COVID shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like all over it. And they want to like. They want to bust every weak link in the chain. Yeah. Which I'm actually all for. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, tell us what's going on. There's no, it's confusing. We're all confused. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. And so 
But then I guess they're opening the vaccine here in Los Angeles uh, next week to um, caretakers of medically complicated either children or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they haven't even figured out how to confirm that population at the vaccination sites. And they're already anticipating forged documents because they've already like turned people away that had authentic documents because they were seeing people because it's like the hunger games with the vaccine. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, it does seem like there's all of these weird, complicated little things that pop up. Mm -hmm. Anyway, if you are eligible and you can get the vaccine, I think that's great. And if you're patiently waiting your turn, like we are, you know, welcome (laughs) to purgatory. But this is a very, it is a very um, weird time where we feel stuck in this place, you know? Yes. And that, um, and it's also the, it's also the weight of the last year of the mishandling of so many things and the, the, you know, new, as new information would come out, the old information would be demonized. Like, well, you told us this before. And it's like, they're figuring this shit out. It's new, you know, and they're doing the best they can. And, it so many so many people were encouraged to take that as a license to do dumb shit and make things worse. Yeah, I mean, like all the experts say that not public health, like being politicized in any way, is one of the most dangerous things ever. Yeah. Like it never should have ever been. Yeah. And you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like that was the hand we were dealt, mm-hmm. and a lot of the tragedy was avoidable. Yeah. But, and I find that to be that's overwhelming. Yeah, it is. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelmingly sad, and and it's it's really hard to. I don't know. So much is hard to fathom. I mean, listen, we we are still doing the distancing. I'm sure with a lot of y'all, we get a lot of actually emails from essential workers. So mm. I know that's got to be stressful on a totally different level. And hopefully y'all have been vaccinated or close to being vaccinated because of your essential work status. But, you know, we've been lucky so far and it's just like, we're, we're just suffering the run of the mill COVID blues. Yeah, exactly. Like we haven't had, we we haven't been put on a ventilator. We haven't been, you know, we we don't have have absolutely been extremely fortunate. So, yeah, but it's still like, we're all going through this thing at the same time around the world. Yeah. And that's, I've never experienced anything like this. Have you? Where the whole world is like. Not that much older than you. (laughs) (laughs) What was the 1917 (laughs) flu like? 1918, first of all. uh, 1918, 1919. Because it went into. That's right. What was the, I mean, you know, I mean, we lived through AIDS. Yeah, but that wasn't. We lived through AIDS. That wasn't the same because that was. Different, it, transmitted it, differently. It was transmitted differently, and it was also the the you know the revelation of that virus was like here's it only affects this group of people, you know, which is not what was not even one hundred percent truthful. Absolutely, no, that, that and that whole thing was like the information getting out about that and the way our government handled it and so forth and so on was terrible. But it was not the same as you know, going outside, you can get sick. Right. Like we could still be in rooms 
like we could have a dinner party indoors. Yeah. Like, you know, but okay. So speaking of AIDS, (laughs) (laughs) what did you like, (laughs) did you, did you grow up fearing AIDS? Because I did. Like, I remember the AIDS era. I was like being terrified of AIDS. Uh, No, I wasn't. Well, here's the thing. I was not terrified of AIDS because I was a very devout Catholic, and so I was not having sex. I was a very... And so I thought, well, there's no way I can get I it. I was a very devout Catholic, and I was having lots of sex. Yes, exactly. So, so that's I had where like we're a different. different. I yes. had like a different exactly. thing. And I would say you weren't a very devout Catholic if that was the know. case. I mean, I, w- <laughs> I felt like that was par for the course. It was for a lot of my contemporaries, for sure, but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I, just, I also didn't do drugs I was very straight edge little kid Man Totally different Yeah I know Stuff going on I <laughs> But We're like Paul Abdul and MC Scat Cat <laughs> Remember Cold Hearted Snake I loved that video Yes Loosely based on Flashdance She choreographed Flashdance Did she really Paul Abdul? I believe so Wow I didn't know that I believe she choreographed, especially the final. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I want to feel inspired, I'll watch the final scene of Flashdance. It mm-hmm. gives me chills all over my body. Sure. Remember when I made you watch Flashdance because you... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I had no, I'd never seen it. Ooh, that's it. That could be a watch along. Mm, I've already seen it. Surely there is another movie. Along. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, but that would mean I would have to watch along. Right, but you'd already seen It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, but I like that movie. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> There's got to be what another. Are you saying? There has to be another what? movie that I've what? never seen. There's a bunch. That, I they made come Paul up all watch the time. Dirty Dancing too because yeah. you know, I couldn't believe it. I, I think because I, I had never heard I carried a watermelon and I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I think that was the impetus. I carried for a watermelon. I carried a watermelon. <laughs> That movie is awesome. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. All right. Think of another movie. Maybe something will come up. We'll get back to this. We'll get back to that. Yeah. We don't need to have that. uh, (laughs) That Brainstorming session on mic. Paul figured out, as you know, because you follow our Instagram at Stay of Homekins, has totally conquered the squirrel. This is (laughs) such good. This is such good news. Um, I figured out both the nature camera and the squirrel issue. We changed the location (laughs) of the restaurant and we changed the menu. Yeah, we had to move it away from the fucking rats. (laughs) And I changed it to um, pecans instead of peanuts. Pecans instead of peanuts. And, uh, And it worked. It worked. We did tell the story, right? The pecan, pecan, pecan. I believe we did. Yeah, we told that. Okay. You Um, don't say peanut. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just so you know, rats also eat pecans, but luckily the squirrels eat them early enough. Yeah. So when the rats come out at night, they're gone. The rats come out at night. (laughs) Well, I put them out at night though. Because oh. I'm, not, I'm not setting an alarm to feed these fucking squirrels. Why not? I think if you Why put it out. Why not? Anyway, the squirrels are. <laughs> I don't set an alarm to feed myself. <laughs> that is a good point. 
You do set an alarm when you have If I have zooms. a thing that I have to do. Yeah, yes. you have your Zooms. But that that is one thing that I was not really able to do with any regularity pre-quarantine was sleep until I wake up. Maybe on the weekends. But even on the weekends, I would have stuff. Right. So this has been like, I, I think that's going to be an adjustment for me. I think it's, I personally, I think it's better for you if you wake up at a certain time. Just in general, mm-hmm. to have some sort of like, you know, routine or something. What if that time is 11 a.m.? That's fine, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Paul's lived the comedy club life so long in his previous. I know. I went back to being a night owl. That he has like, he's flipped back. He's like regressed now to his his comedy club. You may as well. Just, you should be. Do, you should do some stand-up shows on Zoom. Uh, no, those at were 10 those o'clock. were those days. I would stay up till dawn. God. I would stay up late. I would stay out late with whoever wanted That's to stay bad out. News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the squirrels. Bad news. Yes. So the squirrels, they now feed at the picnic they table. They are so fat because we're feeding them. I've seen fatter squirrels actually. Really? Yes. 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 If you go to Griffith Park. Man, oh, man, these squirrels are, they're fat. They get fed all the time by strangers, so they don't have any fear of people. Oh, right. Like, you walk towards them, and they don't run away, and it's very unnerving. <laughs> they just stand there waiting for like you. I it. It's, uh, there's something that's very uncanny and strange about it, like, because you just expect them to r- get out of your way. Well, our friends texted us the other day that a skinny coyote came near them. I know. That's, I know. coyotes are spooky when you see them. I feel bad for coyotes because the be, I think they've all come down because of the droughts that we've had. And the fires. Yeah, the droughts and the fires, and they had to come down from yeah. the hills and everything to find water. And to they've find just gotten, food and water. They've just gotten bolder and bolder, you know, but I, I... And coyotes, We remember we learned that coyotes are in every uh, state or in all of North America. Like, yeah. they're all over North America. Like, they're yeah. not, like, regional mm-hmm. in any way. They're, like, every single place. Mm-hmm. And I th- didn't we see that special in the Koi Wolf? Was that part of the David Attenborough series No, we it was its own thing. We, we watched, like, an hour-long, you know, ex- explainer on the Koi Wolf, which is a half-wolf, half-coyote. Oh, um, and that sounds kind of familiar. They are a species on the rise. Oh, I don't think I like that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would not have called them Koi Wolf. I would have called them Wolfiote. <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. It really they was. left that name on the table yeah. so hard, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. They yeah. left it on the table. Yeah. Yeah. We we've seen we've seen lots of coyotes in Los Angeles. Like that's we have. not it's, recently. I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I haven't I used to see them. I feel like you see them a lot. I've, you see them on we your street a lot. We saw that on at the Silver Lake Reservoir that time that ran. Remember, we was the one that was like ran through the yeah. sheep meadow, not sheep meadow, sheep meadow. I'm in the wrong state. I'm in the wrong park. <laughs> You're the wrong century. No, the sheep meadows in Central Park. Right, we're not there. No, um, but he was limping. Remember, he had like a hurt foot. Yeah, I didn't like that. No, poor guy. I know. That's also that. The reservoir is also where I saw the squirrel picnic bench for the first time. That's right at the at the reservoir. I know exactly where I it is the on seed. the on yeah. the trail. I would look every time we walked past it. I would look. There was never a squirrel there. 
And I was like, man, if I ever see a squirrel sitting on that thing, I'm going to be so happy. And you know what? It's true. It is. It I haven't been happy. back to the reservoir in a long time. I know. Um, wait, uh, coyotes. Do you remember one time I saw when you lived in your old apartment, I was leaving and I heard this rustling and this thing shot out of this, um, uh, somebody had on their front lawn, they had like a bunch of Ivy or something on the, on the ground and it was a baby coyote. It was a little pup. Um, it was very cute. <laughs> That's so cute. Have we run out of stuff to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time for a commercial yet? <laughs> I think I got to get drunker for this. <laughs> I'm trying to think. This like- is the worst episode. Like nothing, literally nothing has happened. That squirrel well, we is the biggest news. We got duped by the vaccine. We did get, we got duped by the vaccine. We got duped by the vaccine. We got the squirrels. Coronavirus figured out email. <laughs> We've got the squirrels. We've got the pina colada song. <laughs> I'm sure more stuff is going on. Should we take a break and regroup? Yeah, we, we got it. We should do shots of tequila or something. No. By the way, I've never done shots of tequila no. in my life. My God, no. In my life. We're not going to do that tonight, but we'll figure it out. All I right. would never do it. We're going to, look, we're going to take a break. People, oh, wait, can I just point out one quick thing? Sure. When they show people in TV and movies doing shots to get drunk, mm-hmm. first of all, it is like so not realistic in my opinion because they'll be like, Oh, let's do one. Let's do two. And then they'll do like seven in a row. Like what, what the fuck? But now, now we've discussed this. I know you don't agree with my thesis here. You don't don't agree with my, my thesis. You're like time is passing because they cut, they do edits. It's not. Yeah. I, I can honest, the idea is that they're they're drinking over a period of time. I can honestly promise you that even in the course <laughs> of a long evening, if I did seven shots of something, that I would be hospitalized. Well, yeah. That is not realistic. Yeah. But I think they but they have to exaggerate it. But it's not sending a positive message. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what all art should be doing, number one. Full I stop. I don't think they should be showing. It's like, remember when that radio show had that water drinking contest and someone died? No, I don't. <laughs> is this what put you off water? <laughs> no. No. What are you talking about? I don't know you this. You don't remember that? No. no. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was a radio station and they mm-hmm. had a um, contest to see if you could drink the most water, you would win, I don't know, tickets to something or money prize or whatever radio promotion it was. The creative bottled water. <laughs> so what happened? So this woman uh, was participating in the contest as a listener of the station. And (laughs) it's not funny. It's terrible. Do you know the answer to what I'm about to tell you? Yeah, she died. Yes. (laughs) I didn't need to know that she was participating in the contest as a listener of the station. That does not, whether she heard about the the contest secondhand (laughs) or she had been looking forward to it. (laughs) 
<laughs> from the first time they mentioned on the radio does not matter. I want to know the details I, of the fucking I, interesting part. I'm trying to, <laughs> to give you like the context. <laughs> the context. She would listen during her daily commute to the station. She grew to enjoy the hosts of the program. She drank like I don't know, like however many gallons, like of water, and this this particular like process takes over if you over saturate your blood. Yes, you can drown yourself. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Which I've never really heard of, but in this extreme circumstance, because she was doing it so quickly, as a listener of the as radio station. Station. Then her fan, her family. I think sued the station. Thank God, because it was negligent <laughs> to have a contest. What? And so it was not. Was it? Was it? You had to drink uh, as as much water as you could in a certain time, or it was just who could drink the most water? Find out after our break. <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty twenty one. Don't you want to be modern? Switch to drinking usual wines. They're wines for the modern drinker. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces. That's a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. No more pouring wine up against the wall in a fit of rage when you don't want to finish the bottle. Because the single-serve format and bottle design usual is always fresh. No more flat bubbly that makes you want to smash a glass. Or stale rosé that makes you just want to take a bath and turn off all the lights and forget life is even happening because usual wines are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. So you can be happy about drinking them. They have a red blend, a rosé, a sparkling white. There's a usual spritz, which is a low alcohol, low calorie spritz are made of sparkling wine and guava juice. That's like white claw for grownups. Burn. Each serving has just 83 calories. So please go to usualwines.com and use discount code stayofhomekins. That's usualwines.com, stayofhomekins for $8 off your first order. I know PFT does it better, but do you believe in magic? Spoon, cereal. (laughs) I've been trying to cut down on unhealthy food, and that's why Magic Spoon cereal is perfect for me. They released a brand new variety pack featuring peanut butter. They released the peanut butter flavor as a limited edition last year, and it sold out three times. Peanut butter has gotten so much love, they decided to keep it permanent and add it to the variety pack, which includes frosted, fruity, and cocoa. Zero sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. The flavors are great, and it's healthy yet delicious. So go to magicspoon.com slash homekins to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code homekins at checkout to save $5 off your order. That is magicspoon.com slash homekins. I don't know about you, but in the past year, I have been shopping online more than ever because of the pandemic. We've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. 
But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If they find a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. So, for example, these leggings I'm wearing because I have to wear stretchy pants now, I saved $20 with Honey. So, if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting Stay F Homekins. So, get Honey for free. Join Honey.com slash Homekins. That's Honey.com slash Homekins. This just in, we have more news on that story from a long time ago. And it's grim as <laughs> fuck. Okay. I wish I didn't know this, but now you will have to know it. Okay. So apparently the death is called water intoxication, mm. also known as. Oh my God! Someone's at the door. You better pause it. I'll do. No, you go. Let's keep going. Oh, someone's at our door. Did you call Drizzly? Is that? Oh yeah. Amico. Amazon. Oh, Amazon. <laughs> Amway. Your Amway came, babe. <laughs> babe. <laughs> What do you need? Okay. Okay. So it's called water intoxication, also known as hypo hyponatremia, hyponatremia, hyponatremia. Oh, okay. Sorry. Think weird things are happening at the door. Um. Okay. So. Uh, it dilutes the sodium in the brain and it causes the brain to swell and push against the skull. Okay. So this woman said that, uh, or so this woman was taking place at the radio station and the contest was was taking place place in this contest at the, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Uh. I, I don't understand why you ordered. Groceries because we got that box of produce and it was overwhelming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Did you order alcohol? That's why you had to. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I knew it. He just shows he had to prove he was over twenty one <laughs> to the guy. Right. You had to show that you were over twenty one. Yeah. Who else? Yes. All right. So anyway, <laughs> she was at the contest at the radio station. Yeah. The contest was to see how much it was at the radio station mm-hmm. to see how much water you could drink without going to the bathroom. Okay. What? This is, oh, this no. is ill advised. That's very radio sounding too. Initially contestants. to get the bathroom in there. <laughs> initially. Wait, wait, it gets worse. Initially, they were handed eight-ounce bottles of water to drink every 15 minutes, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I guess they did say, if you, if you don't feel like you can do this, don't put your health at risk. Why are you doing anything that could possibly put your health at risk? Yeah. Like, not the, not the participants. I meant the radio station. You Did you hear that? that helicopter made our house shake? I could feel it in the table, that <laughs> what helicopter. What is going on? There's like know. a full moon out there tonight or something. Okay, so... Probably a werewolf in a um, helicopter. The Blackhawk. Okay, so the, the winner of the Hold Your We for a We contest oh, so this was, was promised in This Nintendo was not here. Was this Wii. in England? No, this was here. This we. It was in Sa- Sacramento. Ugh. Because it was in 2007. Mm. Remember when Wii's came out? I know. We had one. Yeah, that was ill-advised. We, we gave it a shot. It seemed fun. And it was for a week. It was, um, you know what it was? It was um, unsatisfying. It was unsatisfying, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because they were like, oh, you can play sports in your house. And you're like, oh, this is great. Now, I mean, here we are stuck in our homes. Yeah. We were choosing to do this at that time. And it was so wrong. This is, we should have gotten, we should have got a we now. <laughs> should have gotten we in March, last March. <laughs> so anyway, the she participated in the contest, felt sick, went home and died. But She was 28. Okay. okay. How long of a time period? Like she was at the contest... I guess went to work, had a headache, complained of a headache and feeling ill, and then went home and died. She did the contest and went to work. What? What? When did this contest happen? Okay, listen, <laughs> listen. You're just, you're trying listen. these things that absolutely listen demand questions. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> First of all, none of it makes any sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like this radio station should not have been. They just thought it was funny to say "hold your wee for Ex- wee." Exactly. They could have just given it away to the third caller. You know what I mean? But they had to do a piss thing because <laughs> <laughs> radio loves talking about piss. I hope. I don't know if this is going to happen or not. That I'm never involved in an event that causes someone to die. I mean, I don't. I don't think you will be, but I don't want to say, not. I don't want to say never. Oh, I saw the craziest thing on the news. Oh my God. You just reminded me of this crazy fucking thing I saw on the news this morning. Before you get into this, I just want to say, when we did our famous water drinking <laughs> exhibition in New York <laughs> with Natalie and Nico, oh, nobody, that nobody got hurt. Yeah. It was Paul a contest. First of all, it was not a contest. It was Paul an exhibition. Paul took me on this double date. With these friends. And then he was all like, Janie doesn't like to drink water. That's not... This is... Isn't that novel? It, it came... Isn't that a curious that's thing? That's not true She's at like all. an animal in a zoo. That's not true at all. It came <laughs> up organically because it turns out Natalie doesn't enjoy drinking water either. Nobody enjoys drinking water. I do and so does Nico. <laughs> well... I love drinking water. It's a... Cri- I, I know. Oh, it's so like... Honestly, water is one of those things like I, I've been thinking about this a lot during the quarantine. Like it's so hard for me sometimes to take a shower. I put off taking a shower sometimes because it seems like, oh, I got to get up to the clothes <laughs> off, get in the thing. 
And as soon as the water hits me, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fantastic. It's energizing. It's the greatest. It's relaxing. But it is for whatever reason. It's like when you're a little kid, you don't want to go to bed. And it would be so much better if you went to bed. You know, you'd feel so much better. But you, you, I just, I push it, I push it off. Like it just seems impossible to do until I'm doing it. And then it's the greatest thing that I've ever done. If you had a thyroid imbalance like me, you'd want to take showers because you'd be freezing half the time. <laughs> but I feel the same way about drinking water almost. Not that I have to put it off. But well, if you're thirsty, I'm, like it. I'm surprised after I drink a glass of water, I'm like, God damn water, you did it again. This was great. At one point, I had to put an app on my phone, remember, to yeah. remind me to drink yeah, yeah. water. You're not, well, you're not alone because there's that app. You know what I mean? There's well, a lot of people who do it. We live in a desert, too, which is... I know. An intellectual desert, am I right? <laughs> totally. This house is one. <laughs> 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 or this side of the table, I guess. <laughs> you're good over there. <laughs> no, I'm not good. I just started reading again. Reading at night again. Really? What are you reading? Anything good? I'm reading a book that I think I probably recommended here back when we were talking about Queen's Gambit <laughs> uh, called Mockingbird uh, oh, by, by Walter the author, By yeah. the guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved Queen's Gambit so much. I didn't read the book, but I loved the miniseries. You should try one of his books because I bet you'd enjoy it. Oh, I haven't completed a book mm-hmm. s- since last year. Is that true? I cannot get through. I'm 75. So, but you, you have been steadily reading, but you will, you'll drop a book and then move on to something else. And I'll drop it like. It's hot. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. <laughs> I'll drop it like 75% mm-hmm. in. That's messed up. But I've got you, PTSD, man. Do you do it I've because. It. We'll get into that in one second. Do you drop the book because you're not enjoying it or because. Like you have you lost interest in it? Because or? my attention span is like a fly right now. Seventy five percent is not the attention span of a fly. Yeah, it is. Because no. it's like you're laborious. almost done with the book. I'm like almost done with Obama's but are you, book. Are you sticking with the books too long? Is that what it is? Like a book that you're not enjoying, you're sticking with too long? I don't know what it is. I honestly do not know what it is. I can't I don't know. I have like three books I bailed on, like 70%, 75%. I just started a book called... Someone tweeted something the about this Bible? Guy. <laughs> I would bail on that. And then, uh, 0.5%, 0.3% on the Bible. I would like so bail. It was like this... I don't know. So, wait, what's the name of yours? Mocking, mocking, Mockingbird. And it's good. If what's what sport is it about, or whatever? What game is it about? It's not. He wasn't a sports writer. He's a game. He no. He wrote in all different genres. He wrote the Hustler. Like he, but he, he wrote about like competition. Not exclusively. No, he wrote in all different genres. Okay. He wrote all, this. Is, this is a sci-fi one that I'm reading. Oh, it's sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's he's a very interesting writer in that he didn't have a he didn't have one genre that he stuck to. I mean, I read a little about about him when when the Queen's Gambit came out because yeah. you know they sort of talked about him and ha- like his estate because he's passed away. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm reading something now that's just a collection of essays, which is a little bit I have a little more stick to itiveness with it because it's a collection of essays, right. Someone tweeted about this guy who passed away who was like, 
he wrote all he wrote like about race and he what what caught my attention was I guess he he was like this fancy lawyer mm-hmm. and like went to like Ivy League schools and stuff and he was a black man at a very high profile law firm mm-hmm. and he went undercover as a busboy at a country club and then like wrote this very at the time in the 80 at 90s like viral I'm quoting viral right. essay that like was in I want to say like New York magazine or New York, I don't know I'm messing every detail of that okay <laughs> but I'm reading what is interesting about it is reading about race in racism in the 90s because I very much remember the 90s even mm-hmm. though I was a toddler <laughs> But I have, I was a very advanced mm-hmm. toddler. You were precocious, yeah. I was like, it was like I was in my 20s mm-hmm. when I was a toddler in the 90s. So I have yeah. a good memory. Yeah, you're one of those. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, it's it's like attitudes have changed. Attitudes have not changed and have changed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a very interesting little journey I'm on. But I'm really waiting for Cicely Tyson's memoir to come off hold. The- oh, I didn't know that she'd written one. Oh my God. She wrote it and died a week later. Wow. She wrote a memoir and then she fucking died a week. I mean, she was in her 90s. Yeah. But she was like a very like alert 90. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she was like with it. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But um, so I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for it. It did come off hold in the... I'd read that. Totally, yeah. right? Totally. God, she was like... She was one of those actors that was a fixture in my childhood. Like, she was sure. an established sure. legend person already. You right. Know, that was on all these prestige things. Oh, they used to play it on PBS, the Jane Pittman mm-hmm. thing, like crazy. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. But you know what? It's been... I haven't seen it since then. I bet it's on Canopy app. Yeah. We should check it out. Definitely. I definitely. bet it would be like new, you know. Yeah, definitely. The autobiography of Miss Jane Jane Pittman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm having trouble reading it. Are other people out there having trouble? I mean, like, so you just started reading again and it had been a while for you? Yeah, because you know, we we were doing pre-pandemic, we were doing those screens in the bedroom and it was really good. Oh yeah, we that seems like 25 I, years I ago. I know, but I was reading every 25 night. 25 years ago. It was so much. I really enjoyed reading every night. It was a great way to fall asleep. And uh, then when quarantine happened, it was like, I don't know, just who gives a fuck? Bring the phone in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I just got in that habit and it was bad. I couldn't keep my phone out of the bedroom when the pandemic happened because I was very, because I, I suffer from anxiety and I've talked about this before, but like I have anxiety you know, and, um, and, uh, I was very concerned, like, cause my mom who went through the pandemic alone or still going through it alone. Um, I was like, Oh, what if she's like gets sick mm-hmm. and she needs to reach out and yeah. like, you know, like call for, I mean, not that I could, I don't live on the East coast, but you know, I could call someone nearby or something, yeah. but like I was just so on high alert about, and also the news, like I wanted to know what was going on with this thing mm-hmm. and it was just a constant stream of news. 
But that late at night scrolling is so bad, you know. And oh, it's I, the worst. I'm so. It's I, the worst. It really is like even just a few days of not doing that and reading a book instead. Yeah, has, is so much nicer. It's so great. I'm so glad that you're doing that. Yeah, it's good. I used to read. Maybe man, I'll finish a book. So you think much. I could finish a book? <laughs> I think you're a voracious reader. Not anymore. Well, this is a special circumstance. Not anymore. This is a special circumstance. I don't know about you guys, but like whenever I have PTSD symptoms, I can't read. Like, I just can't. Like, you're saying you have PTSD from 2020. Yeah. 2020. Maybe 2016 through 2020. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm really honest, 2016 through 2020 was not great. Yeah. Not a great demoralizing, yeah. yeah, and like personal stuff was going on with with yeah. me and my family stuff, but like yeah, 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 I just I don't know when I'm gonna process this, like I need life to go back to normal to process, I mean, we're all gonna need that, yeah, to process it, but anyway, so we so we were talking about um that book, the book stuff, but what were you, there was something we were talking about the contest and something came up and I wanted to say, and I can't remember what it was. I mean, you got about me About the contest and the. <laughs> the... <laughs> this, is, this is our worst episode ever. I know. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, get. <laughs> what you, you pay for? for? And this was a three commercial episode That's too, right. so I feel right. even worse. I feel even worse <laughs> that we're not delivering, we're not serving up the we're slice. We're trying, of... man. We're trying. Like, what else happened? I had a commercial. When I had that commercial. Oh wait, we have an audition for the same thing. <gasps> oh my god, y'all! Oh, wait, we can't. We can't go into details. Okay, wait. I can't go in. I can't go in enough details. Can I at least say the name of the role? And what it said underneath. <laughs> sure. Okay. So I get this like email and it, and it's like, oh, you have a self tape. And I'm like super excited because whenever I get a self tape, it's like exciting because it's something. Mm. <laughs> also, maybe I'll get a job. Mm-hmm. So, and so the role said, this is my favorite part. It said, rich white woman. It said, the name of the role was rich. White woman. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so uh, it's always a little sad when they don't give a When you have a name. name yeah. To the, I mean, and that could always change, you know. You never know. Yeah. So I scroll down and I'm reading all the details about the audition. And then it said pay rate scale. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that was like funny and ironic. So I was like showing all my friends. I was like, guys, I'm reading for rich, white women. And then I scroll down and it says pay rate scale. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh my gosh, Paul, can you take me this weekend for this? And he has to say yes, because he has to, like, there's no one else. <laughs> like there's no one else. So like then, we're stuck. So then 20 yeah. minutes later, <laughs> I sent Janie a text and I said, look at this. <laughs> Just look at this. I sent her a screen cap of an email I got. Oh Yeah. I am reading for the role of rich white man number two. Not even in the same. No. Coupled them. It's the same scene. We're it's reading. We're reading same for parts side. in the same. We got scene. the same like scene. The same pages. Was, this has never happened before. I was telling Samantha, and she's like, "Oh my god, they totally 
probably want to use a couple. And I was like, no. I was like, we're not even at the same agency. Like, they can't even have pitched us as a couple. Like, there's no way. It has to be it just, was a weird just a coincidence. coincidence. Yeah. And I was like, and Paul's not even, he's in the couple number two and I'm in the couple. So then we had this, like, plan. We had this plan. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, like, tape each other. And then at the end, you're supposed to say, like, hi, my name is Janie. Um, this tall and I'll live here. And then or it's called a Hold slate. On a second. I don't want people to think <laughs> that I'm supposed to say that because he you says, did you did a strange Hi, voice. My name is Paul. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. this tall. You have to do a slate, um, which is where you say your name, your height, what agency you're with, where you live, and then they want you to say, do I don't say my agency. My agency is not Sometimes they ask for that. Yeah, yeah. It's not important. But the, then you have to do like a full body like slate. Like head to toe. Where they get an idea like, okay, we we know what your head looks like. Do you have a grotesque body we should be aware of? <laughs> That's, I don't know why they do that. I guess they just want like body, like Are heights. you like Grimace? <laughs> <laughs> I am like Grimace if you, though. No. I am like Grimace. If you saw Grimace from the neck up, you think he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> you pan down. You pan down, but <laughs> I have such a grimace body for the no, pandemic. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Who That's cares? not true. Anyway, so anyway, at the end, you're supposed to say, <laughs> oh, I'm Janie, and I'm this tall, and I live. Why are you doing a voice for your own voice? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to do a thing where we pop in each other's video, right? See, I think. I think we should do the thing where we pop. I oh. think we should do two takes. I think we should do takes separately, and then we should do it. We should do a take together, like where we're standing in the same picture. Yes, I think that's outrageous. <laughs> Wait, I know. What we do. I know exactly. What harm does it do? I have an idea. It'll be less confusing than the thing you're suggesting. I no, we could do one where we we edit. We edit coverage of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not in the same frame. I think, but I think to we sell it, coverage. I think to sell it, we should be in the same frame. Because otherwise, it'll just look like we did it separately. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, because it'll be the same lighting and the same background. Did you think it'll? And then I think you should hand me a drink. It so that your it's arm gonna, comes no, in a frame, but it's gonna that's gonna make it look even more like we're not in the same room, <laughs> and we're trying to make it look like we are. I'm saying just be in the same shot together. Not, neither one of us is gonna get this. No, we job. will not. Neither one of us is gonna I, get the job. I kind of want it though because I'm a fan of the director. I would fucking do it absolutely. Uh, I'm like a big fan of the director. But yeah, like, it would be, if, if we had to do it together, that would that be director knew how hilarious. Much I've gone to bat for him and. Dinner conversations. <laughs> let's let, let's leave it there. And it's not Woody Allen. Let's leave it there. No, it is because not. I we should say it's not Woody Allen. I don't Allen. get it back <laughs> for him. Okay. Janie is not a Woody Allen apologist. Although, we should make that clear. I did mention I was going to watch the Woody Allen thing. Yeah. Last week. Oh, this is my. And some okay. people got up on me. They got up on me. Some people were saying that they because they were defenders of Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Because I have an observation so we about the, that. We watched the first episode of that. Oh, I'm on a rabbit series. hole. I'm down a rabbit hole. Okay. We watched the first episode of that series. Before we press play on it, 
Janie said, you sure you want to watch this? Yeah, I I was actually shocked that you did. And I said, yes, I do want to watch it. She said, okay, do you, do you know anything about the case? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I know something. I know some things. She's like, okay, but, but there's a lot. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like 10 minutes into this thing, they explain who Woody Allen is. I don't know. Like, no joke. Woody Allen was a filmmaker. He did this type of movies. And they give, give like a retrospective of who he is. Like, I feel like they're looking to people who really just stumbled onto this. Oh, absolutely. But you, my point is you needn't have worried. Because they don't. I wasn't going to be able to follow it. They were not going to jump in like, anyway, <laughs> you all know the basics. I've gone down such a rabbit hole on this Woody Allen case. And it is very thorny. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I, I totally just, and I kind of should put my little opinion out is that I totally believe the outcry of the daughter, Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. And, but I guess there are other adopted children who take issue with Mia Farrow. Mm-hmm. And I believe them too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I just, I think it's 100% possible that when you have 14 children <laughs> in a blended family, that you could have very different experiences of two, 100%. possibly, possibly both narcissistic. I mean, I don't, I mean, yeah. you know, like narcissists are drawn to one another. Yeah. It is possible that two people can both be terrible. Um, As parents. But my point is, and I'm sorry, this is going to be offensive and I'm just going to own it. I'm just going to own it. I have read several pieces (laughs) by ardent, is that a word? Yeah. Woody Allen apologists. Mm -hmm. That's a special brand of crazy. (laughs) Wait, is that the offensive part? Yes. (laughs) That is a special brand of crazy. Because they are not saying they were there. Mm -hmm. And they know for a fact that this didn't happen to this person. Right. That's not what they are saying. Right. They are simply saying their gut tells them that this person couldn't have done it. And I have a couple names for you. Bill Cosby, Larry Nassar. You know, I could go on and on. Okay. Many people don't know when someone is like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is just, you know, whatever. But then they go into this like whataboutism of Mia Farrow being the devil. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing, I'm sorry, nothing to do with this person's experience yeah. other than, and it's so traumatizing, I think, for them to say she is uh, doesn't know she's lying because she's been brainwashed by one. Dylan. Yes. Yeah. Dylan. Sorry, I keep saying that, she, that she's that been brainwashed Dylan has by been Mia brainwashed. Yeah. 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 I think so many things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it, you know, I think Dylan, this happened to Dylan. I think other kids had a bad experience in the family too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and, and to be fair, I don't know much about their experience other than a blog post I, I read. Yeah. There's an interview with Sunni Previn that is written by a fam- a friend of Woody Allen, like a decades old friend of Woody Allen's. Mm-hmm. Where they, he says, I've been friends with Woody, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Woody and, and it's like, what is the value of this piece? Yeah. Because you're not a serious journalist. Like yeah. you're, you're a friend of the family. Yeah. And, and I even found that interview problematic because, you know, I don't care if, you know, maybe she didn't see him as a father figure, but there was still a betrayal. I mean, there was still like, even they admit it was a betrayal. Yeah. Even they admit it was a betrayal. Yeah. So, so if that, if you're operating from the premise of this was a terrible betrayal for Woody Allen to groom, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, Sunni and then, and, and I have questions that feel unanswered like everyone Also, it's none of my business, but they're airing the laundry all over the place. So we're all like, you know, trying to make sense of dysfunction and stuff like that. You know, people have experiences and families and they, and that's just what it is. It is what it is. People want to understand, you know, but like, do you, and I'm going to ask you this because I have questions about this. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that Woody Allen and Sunyi would be married had they not been discovered? Because in the interview with Sunyi, it was even hinted that they trauma bonded over this tabloid attention. Right, right, right. right. You know? Yeah. And in my personal opinion, it offered him cover, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, He's 85, by the way. Yeah. He's only like 85. Yeah. It's so, it's so hard to figure out what this guy's motivations would be. I can, I can absolutely see how that would make sense from a, from a calculated standpoint of saying like, this is, this is, I have to prove that I'm actually in love with this person and blah, blah, blah. Even though he famously didn't get married. You know, didn't want to get married, didn't want to move, be in the same residence. Didn't want to live with a person. Man, that's the thing. And this is not, this is not to victim blame, um, Mia Farrow. It's just more like when the, when the, when the, when the circumstances of their relationship and their living arrangements and the parenting arrangements, uh, are, are sort of laid out in this documentary, it's wild that this guy was, like people allowed him to behave the way he behaved. Right. Like, I, for me, I, I'm again. I'm not blaming Mia Farrow. We've all we've well, all been. Hi, l- let yeah, me hindsight's hindsight is twenty twenty. We've all been in bad relationships to one degree or another, and we've all ignored whatever. Blah blah blah. Sure. But when you hear about, I'm just saying, when you hear about this guy, this is not about Mia Farrow's judgment. It's when you, the the, the viewer hear all these things laid out together. You're like, this guy is a colossal piece of shit. He's an asshole. He's a complete asshole. He's, He's a, a complete asshole. Like to me, it's so weird to be involved in a relationship to say you're involved in a relationship with someone that a long-term relationship where you don't move, you insist on living on your own Yeah, and you're not interested in their, the, kids. their kids. Like your, your partner's children is like, so sociopathic, you know. It's there's something very um 
Well, he's clearly hedonistic. I mean, like that's mm-hmm. even evident in his artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. he he's just like, I want what I want, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have it, and I have a lot of stature. Yeah, and you know, and you know, and I I don't have I don't have formed opinions necessarily on Mia Farrow yet, but mm-hmm. I do think that she was very much a target for someone like that Mm -hmm. because even she says in her own words, like I didn't think anyone would be interested in like a divorcee single mom of all these kids. Right. And, you know, he like zeroed in on her and was kept pushing the envelope to see what he could get away with yeah. and he could get well, away also, with so much like creative like building her up in so many ways you know you put her in all his movies and yes. you know um there's a dependency there's a yeah. codependency so it's like that it's comes like, with that yeah this is this is of course complete armchair psychoanalysis mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. anyone could fall my favorite kind <laughs> Anyone could fall victim to that sort of thing. You know, somebody who is, we, look, I've, I've been in bad friendships, you know, where, where there were like, I'm in there was like a, (laughs) (laughs) where there was like a push and pull of, of, you know, uh, bad treatment coupled Uh with like building up, you know, seeing what they could get away with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like my whole thing with the Woody Allen apologist and, and I'm not saying, Oh, you know, me as a victim, what do you, you know, what is a victim? I think the children are victims. Mm-hmm. The children who are saying this happened to me, this hurt me, the, these people <laughs> use me or whatever. Yeah. She has a savior complex. He has a predilection for ch- sexualizing children, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like those are the true victims in this. Mm-hmm. Woody and Mia are not victims, period, yeah. Yeah, period. Yeah. Woody Allen presents himself as a victim, mm-hmm. and I find it very, like, offensive, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he, she made the outcry. Mm-hmm. No one want, believed her. He, he's got status. He's got stature. I think he had a huge Amazon deal just, like, recently. Mm-hmm. And he makes within the last few years. He's yes. eighty five. The guy has made a movie a year mm-hmm. for whatever. Oh, he was a victim because he had to find a different publisher that still published oh, his right. memoir. That's right. I like, forgot about that. He lives in like a penthouse on Central Park. I mean, yeah. Like I don't understand his stance in this situation mm-hmm. because it is very. Well, look, if the stance is, I am innocent, this never happened. Yeah. Of course you have to present yourself as, you would present yourself as a victim. If you, if you feel that you are being uh, accused of something that you didn't do, that's absolutely how you have to, you have to play it that way. You know what I mean? I feel like, and you I can't say like, oh, agree to disagree. You know, I don't understand pedophilia very well, but from what little I know or have learned and I, I, you know, I'm very admittedly ignorant about this subject. Even though the perpetrators of this crime know enough to keep it 
secretive mm-hmm. because they will be jailed. Yeah. In it seems to me that the mindset of the predator is that there's nothing dirty or bad about what they are doing in their minds. Yes, I think that is a common From what I can figure out. Yes, I I feel like I've heard the same thing yeah. that it's like they but I also think it's like they have to tell themselves that there's there's nothing wrong with this. It's the it's rest pure. of the world that it's doesn't pure. understand. Yeah. It. Yes. But I so knowing that the rest of the world doesn't get this, I have to keep it secret. So it so it's 100% and this I this is where it gets thorny, right? Mhm. I do believe that he believes that he, in the case of Dylan, mm-hmm. that he did nothing hurtful. I, but she's saying, no, you did. You hurt yes. me. This has hurt me. This has affected my fucking life. Yeah. And it's like, it's so, that's where I get angry. Besides the fact that he did this thing, mm-hmm. uh, allegedly, I guess I'm supposed to say, uh, is that he can't. If he did indeed love this child the way he said that he loved her, that he, you know, he adopted her, mm-hmm. you know, he, 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 he doted on her, then why when she said this thing happened that even if he doesn't believe that he did anything illegal, let's just say he doesn't believe he did anything illegal. Mm-hmm then why can't he then listen to her and say, and she's saying, you did something that hurt me. Then why can't he say, I'm sorry I crossed his boundaries. Well, well I because, did something that hurt you. Because he's already writing it off as, it's not that I did something that hurt you and I didn't realize it. It's that this never happened and your mother is vindictive and she's she has fooled you into thinking that this thing occurred that did not occur. I firmly believe everything that has happened to Woody Allen, I'm sorry to say this, has been all his own behavior and choices mm-hmm. and decisions. Because yeah. they're like even okay, let's for a second pretend that Mia Farrow was just trying to exact revenge by using this young child. Mm-hmm. Uh which would make her insane. She might have dysfunction. I I mean, I do believe, you know, Moses Pharaoh had a bad childhood with her and she has a savior, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's bipolar. I don't know. Like, uh, but like if she does, if she only wanted revenge and she was going to manipulate a child as a weapon of revenge, like, that's still his own. No, no, because I, I he did. Go, he did a crazy. He did, but I can't go that far as saying. Yeah, you brought the weaponization of another child right. on yourself. No, no, no one. I do. I just. I. I find, know. I get what you're saying, but I. I, I think you the agree. Chain of events that you won't he, go that far, right. like as to say that he he made that happen because that is extreme. But I will say his own words in the biography, his memoir that they, that he reads on the documentary mm-hmm. and I actually was going to read it. I was actually going to really, yeah, I was interested a little, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was I'm just the rabbit hole interest, you know, I, you know, um, he very much to me comes off as somebody completely disengaged. Like 
detached. Yeah. He he's really only about his own pleasures. Yeah. And his own wants and needs. Like he doesn't seem like a very generous, em- emotionally generous person or someone who wants to be inconvenienced. No, when he's when he's talking about they played a little bit where he talks about the you know, when they had their arrangement where he would stay in his apartment, you know, across mm-hmm. Central Park or whatever. Sure. That uh, he's elated when he, he finds out, you know, that she will agree to this, that he can be the free soul that he already is. Yeah. You know, he can he can remain that free soul. And it's like... It's just, I, it's just an emotionally abusive way to treat a relationship. I mean, like... I know. And look, and look, let me say this. People have all different kinds of arrangements. And yeah. it's not for us to judge their arrangements, but... I mean, look at the pina colada couple. <laughs> oh, you brought it full circle, honey. <laughs> yeah, I don't judge that. It's like, it's just that... Um, it's That seems like extreme, though. Like, they, they pushed that idea of... He pushed that idea to an extreme of like, I want I don't want to get tied down. We're in a relationship. I'm going to maintain my own home. <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm not going to marry you. I'm, I'm not going to be family. father to your children. You're, you're, I'm going to ignore your family. That's, yeah. You're saying like, like the idea of saying your kids are your thing. But then he didn't, he became weirdly fixated on them and like, that's why I'm, yeah. the, I'm sorry, but it seems in light of everything that has come out, it doesn't seem to exonerate him. Yes, Exactly. Yeah. I can honestly say that nobody knows what happened except the people in that room. That's how life goes. However, we're being asked by somebody who was traumatized to believe something that is so horrific that we have to give this person some space to yeah. like we have to entertain it. As as really happening to them, and I'm sorry, but Dylan seems very credible. Mm-hmm. She doesn't Absolutely. seem vindictive at all. She seems to have worked through this thing, and that this is a very important exercise for her yeah. to get like victims' voices out and stuff like that. Yeah, and it doesn't feel. I mean, and maybe I'm naive. Maybe people are just liars. Like maybe everyone's a fucking liar. Maybe they're all fucking liars. Maybe Mia Farrow is a liar. Maybe Dylan, maybe Woody Allen, Sunni Moses, maybe they're all fucking liars, you know? But I'm sorry, all I can go on is like, you know, how people are are expressing themselves. And I think it's a terrible thing to have happened to you. Yeah. And I do feel, I, I never didn't believe it. I, honestly, I never, mm-hmm. I, like as soon as she wrote her piece, about it. I don't think people make accusations that are that embarrassing and horrific unless they really happen. I think it would be a very rare thing to stick to something like that. Well, and I don't in- think you can be brainwashed yes. forever like that. To invite that level of scrutiny because he, the thing is that stuff is so horrific. We don't want it to be true. We would rather think that somebody is making it up or mistaken or whatever because we don't want it to be true, no matter who it is. That's how like I you're felt. Not, you're not rooting for someone to be a pedophile. No, you know? that's how I felt about the Bill Cosby stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted like Mr. Huxtable. Dr. Huxtable. Dr. Huxtable to be Dr. Huxtable. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And then you get into the whole race 
imbalance. Like mm-hmm. Bill Cosby's in jail. R. Kelly's yeah. in jail. Michael Jackson went to court. Mm-hmm. Woody Allen, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he's white. Yeah. He's white. He's yeah. rich. He's wealthy. He's beloved, whatever. But the whole like the Woody Allen defenders, like I started reading pieces, you know, clicking on this or that. Mm-hmm. And the one guy was like, <laughs> I, I, uh, communicate with, with Woody through his assistant because he only ever types anything on a, 1964 Corona typewriter or whatever. And I'm like, okay, dude, come on. You're making me hate him. I feel like that is maybe, and this is a bold statement, that's his worst crime. (laughs) And then he said, you know, people are talking about you on Twitter. And this was like several years ago this was written, Mm -hmm. like when the stuff came out. He's like, people are talking about you on Twitter. And then then Woody Allen was like, oh, what is that? it's a blog. I've heard of a blog, you know, and it was like 2014 or something. And I was like, are you like, he's a liar. Is it anything he's like a, a clarinet? He's a liar. In 2014, yeah. he's pretending to not like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, this is not making the case for mm-hmm. him. You're making a case against him. <laughs> You're making a case about a person who's so out of touch and lives in such an ivory tower of a fucking, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. two-story mansion-y apartment on Central, whatever, that you're making me feel like he is incapable of normal behavior. Yeah. Like, you're literally making a case against him as a person. Yeah. Look, Woody Allen's a creep. He's been hiding in plain sight as a creep for decades. I liked his movies. I'm sorry. I liked his early movies. I liked a lot of his movies, too. I'm done. There's plenty of movies. Interiors. I had a very religious experience watching Interiors. All right. Well, we don't have to get into it. Let's wrap it up. What's your um, recommendation? What is my recommendation? I don't. I don't know if I have anything new. I will say this: I'm on a couple. I'm on a couple podcasts. Yeah, you should um, say that this week. You should say it. Um, <laughs> you can hear me on Sean Distin's uh, podcast on Patreon. Uh, the Church of Sean Distin is the name of the um, podcast, and I'm on a rec- the most recent episode um, playing a character. I had a lot of fun. Sean is one of my favorite people to play with. He's absolutely hilarious and his podcast is great. Um, the other thing is I'm on an episode of Retail Nightmares, which is uh, hosted by uh, two wonderful people in Vancouver, Jessica and Alicia. And uh, they have been, they've been doing this podcast for a while. It's, it's mostly about retail nightmares, about working in retail and the things you have to deal with. Um, but they have a lot of fun, uh, segments. There is one segment that they do occasionally where Jessica's grandfather, she talks about him, describes him as a human being, what he's like, <laughs> and gives you a real idea of, of who he was as a person. <laughs> then she shows you a picture of him just to get your reaction. It's a picture of him side by side with someone that he looks like. 
And Paul I will, showed it to me. Yeah, I had to say I will not spoil it's it. It's worth turning in for. What was the name Absolutely. of it? Retail Nightmares is the name of the podcast. Um, so uh, check that out. And Alicia, so one of the one of the co-hosts or co-ghosts as they call themselves, as a thank you for appearing on the podcast, sent us a lovely so much assortment stuff. of chocolate, chocolate y'all. from a place called Purdy's. Yeah, I'm so happy right now because there's so much chocolate in this house. Like she asked me if it was okay to send that and I was like, sure. It was so much more than I anticipated it, was it insane. being. It's a huge amount of chocolate. I feel like we should give some to the neighbors. No, no, no. No, we will. But, <laughs> Jesus. But it's, <laughs> that was, that was literally my first instinct. like, no, we keep it all. But we do, we have, we have a ton of it so we can give some away, but it's, it's delicious. And so thank you, Alicia and check out Retail Nightmares. That's it for me. Do you have any recommendations? Oh yeah. I would like to mention <laughs> a brand new podcast um, by one of my um, newly made online friends. Um, it's, uh, it's a podcast about Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm from. Um, it's sort of like the current events there and like interviews with notable Charlestonians and it's called Holy City Center Radio. Holy City Center Radio. And I listened to the first episode this week. It was when he interviewed someone from Southern Charm, the reality show. Um, but he like goes into sort of like what's going on in South Carolina and he has like a very gentle tone, which I really appreciate. It's funny because I'd never heard his voice because I only follow him online. Mm. You know, this is someone like if he walked in front of me, I would not know what he looked like. Right. You know, but definitely check out Holy City Center Radio about all the stuff going on in Charleston. And this is not a podcast. I There's another podcast I don't. I don't normally listen to, but I listened to this interview today with Sasha Baron Cohen, which I actually really liked. It was, oh, the podcast is called The Sway. It's a New York Times podcast, The Sway. And the interview, I just saw like people were talking about this interview. um, And I was like, I'll check that out. And um, he talks a lot about like social media and how they could sort of like reform, like like that's like his big soapbox. Like he's like social media is the biggest con- like contributor to fascism. I know he's been trying to take down Facebook for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's YouTube. Fa- he taught, it's like the big six or something or mm-hmm. like, it's like YouTube, whatever. YouTube, he- Facebook, Twitter, Etsy, <laughs> Pinterest, TripAdvisor. <laughs> Friendster, obviously. <laughs> oh, Friendster. <laughs> uh, do you think Friendster is like sitting back going like, think, God, we got out of the game. We got out of the game. Our friend Neil Mahoney, who who died recently, so long after, I want to say this was like a handful of years ago. <laughs> I think he rejoined Friendster. <laughs> is that still? Is it even still there? I don't know if it. I don't know. This is like a few years ago. I don't know if it's still there. But he sent me a friend request on Friendster, and it made me laugh so hard. That's hilarious. Oh my god, I'd forgotten what it looked like. <laughs> That's like when my friend Joel sends me an evite. An evite for one part. He'll send me like an evite, and I'll open it, and it's just like one person, and they'll say. You've been invited to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Joel Spence has invited you to, to go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. <laughs> I want to send it so bad to somebody who's me. Who, who, anyway, so yeah. So yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen, who's very interesting to me as a performer. I mean, say what you will. Like he's extreme in his 
like satire. Right. You know, but I think he's an interesting performer. I'm sorry, but I just, I just do. Like he's. No, he is. You don't have to apologize for that. Like, All right. Well, anyway, so those are my recommendations. The, Sasha Buttercrone on the, on the Sway and Holy City, uh, Holy Radio. City Center Radio. Radio. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can write to us uh, at stayofhomekins at gmail.com. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at stayofhomekins. We really appreciate you all listening, and we'll be back next week. Until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay home. home.